with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Good evening, everybody, and welcome here to Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, on this Monday evening. It was a quiet weekend in sport, all considering the rest of the weeks that we've had. So, uh, a small little, little bit different uh, this evening. We're going to start out with an academic award from one of our brilliant footballers in Carlo. That is the great Jordan Morrissey. He's going to be joining me to tell me all about it. Kilkenny manager Niall Bergen is going to be chatting to me all things minor with the Antrim game and the upcoming game against Galway this weekend coming as well. Perry Williams, the PRO from Kilkenny Athletics, will be joining me on the phone later on to talk about the juvenile indoor All-Irelands. While to finish off before our sports roundup, Mark Dowling, the Kilkenny under-20 manager, will be speaking to me about the under-20s first game in the championship against Wexford and that's coming up on Saturday. But first of all, uh, many of you might have heard over the weekend that Jordan Morrissey, the Era Og and Carlo senior footballer, received a very prestigious award from DCU over the weekend at the graduation ceremony. And I am delighted to say that Jordan is joining me on the phone line right now. Good evening, Jordan. How are you? Not too bad now, Martin, and yourself? I can't complain at all now on this brilliant uh, Monday evening. Chilled out here now, nice and easy Monday going today. Uh, you had a busy weekend and a very, I suppose, uh, celebratory weekend as well. You won the Chancellor's uh, Award, the Chancellor's Medal in DCU for... Tell us exactly what for. That's the best way of putting it. Let our listeners hear exactly what you got the medal for. Yeah, so the Chancellor's Medal is essentially the, I suppose, the highest award that DCU, uh, the university, can bestow on a student. And it kind of takes in I suppose, all uh, all aspects of academic life. So you have to, first of all, you have to qualify for the award based on your grades so your academic performance. And then it takes into account like what sort of extracurricular contribution you made to the university. So whether that be sport in my case, but obviously in other people's cases, um, could be music, could be contribution to clubs and societies, so on and so forth. And then, yeah, just a couple of other, I suppose, small criteria, like what, sort of, what have you done uh, in your time at the university to enhance its status and contribution to the community, both within the university and outside the university. So, yeah, they're kind of, I suppose, a couple of the key points that um, that you're being reviewed on, or for want of a better word, when you're when they're selecting a, a candidate for for this award, yeah. So that's was, kind of it in a nutshell, I suppose. I was trying to find my notes exactly to find out because I have so many pieces of paper here in front of me. But uh, you were uh, graduating from DCU on Friday with a first-class uh, engineering master's in mechanical and manufacturing engineering. But it's also not the first time that you've had an award with the college because back in the academic year of 2021, uh, you were also the recipient of the Biomedical and Clinical Engineering Association of Ireland Student Researcher of the Year award and the intel academic scholarship of 21 at 22 so obviously engineering uh, is a big passion of yourself and biomedical is that the field that you're hoping to do now that you've uh, graduated yeah well at the minute actually i'm working in in intel there um so it's coming coming it stemmed from that that academic award that you're speaking about there i ended up um once i graduated well once i finished the exams really i started working in intel and it's uh, it's it's not the same as the research I've been performing by any means between biomedical and the semiconductor industry. 
But uh, where, where the role I have now is a process engineer um, working within Intel's dry edge module uh, up in, on their Leakslip campus there. So there's an exciting new development going on there. Uh, no secret to Fab 34 development. So it's, uh, yeah, it's one of the largest uh, construction sites in Europe. Um, and as you said, just going back to your original point, semiconductor industry is quite different to anything I've been exposed to before. But um, like like most avenues of engineering, uh, the kind of, I suppose, the motivating factor for me is just the willingness to learn. And it's an industry I feel like you'll never really get to the bottom of it. It's just so complex. And I suppose that's what motivates me to learn more and see, find where I kind of fit into it and how I can contribute to it. You're also the first person in your family to embark on third level education and it was done through uh, DCU's access um, programme, uh, the university-based access programme. You might tell our listeners what exactly the, the programme entailed or how did you get involved with it or hear about it? Uh, basically, it's um, it's a programme that DCU run where there's like external donors that uh, suppose... Um, donate yeah to the, to the university for people that might not uh, like have the funds initially to attend the university and basically it's like uh, yeah they're like access scholarships they basically grant certain uh, students each year uh, financial rewards and donations basically to enable them to do the degree or pursue the degree that they want to do and I was fortunate enough to get it in my first year and hold the access scholarship for the four years uh, well, for my undergrad degree anyway. Um, so I suppose that was the foundation that allowed me to really find my niche in engineering and discover that I really do like it. And I was fortunate enough to have that because obviously, as it was said in the citation, that not everyone is fortunate enough to attend university and there can be different limiting factors uh, to people attending it. And I was fortunate enough that I could overcome it partially through the DCU Access Programme. Well, that certainly opens the door out to a wider range of people that may not have the normal scholarship route to go down in and if this route is available for them to give them access to third level education it's certainly a welcome uh, bonus and that for uh, students who are just coming out of maybe second level or thinking to themselves how they are going to get to college so it certainly is a great way of getting people to further their education if that's the route they want to pursue. Yeah absolutely I couldn't agree more. Uh, where are we? Right, talk to us. You're an era old footballer, you're a Carlo senior footballer. Obviously, you've a Singers and Cup winner with DCU as well. Um, but what's the, the work, study, footballing life? Like, obviously, you're playing with the college, you're trying to study for the engineering degrees and your masters, etc. Then, and obviously, you're playing with Carlo footballers. So, how exactly do you manage the, the sport and the, the academic life? Yeah, particularly throughout my final year of college and a lot of the masters, it can be quite difficult. And um, final year of college was actually a little bit different than what I've been used to. Uh, I didn't really have to find that work-life balance too much because of COVID, um, and that allowed me kind of to sink my teeth into the academic side of things a little bit more. And it probably, probably was both good and bad in in one aspect. The fact that I didn't really have the out from sport that I would be used to, you know something to, I suppose, another um, commitment or something, yeah, I suppose, to get you away from the books that you could nearly over-fixate on some things and nearly obsess over the academic side of things a little bit too much. And I probably continued that a little bit on into the Masters. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it was just about prioritising what you had to do um, at certain times of the day and planning your weeks, planning your days. Um, it wouldn't be down to the minute now. It wouldn't be too 
to that level of stringency, but it's just, just knowing what you have to get to and prioritising your tasks, whether it be academic or sports. And, yeah, just getting getting the right balance, striking a balance, um, knowing what you need to do at certain times of the day. If Obviously, if deadlines are coming close, whether it be exams or thesis, your academics can take priority. But, like, on a week like this week, when you're coming into championship, things like that, your focus can shift a little bit more towards the sport. Um, so, yeah, it's just finding the balance and ensuring you're, you're um, putting yourself in a position to excel in both, really. I suppose, obviously, we have students that are sitting the leave insert exams coming up shortly as well. Is that kind of a, a balance or to have some sort of a, a different outlay, whether it be sporting or, you know, just to get away from the books that your head is not stuck in the book studying seven, eight hours a day between school and coming home then, etc. You obviously need to leave the brain relaxing, you know, it needs to get a, a relax itself. Like, so sport can do that and help students to do it. Um, so would you be encouraging people to not be studying the full time and get some sort of uh, relaxant in, whether that's true sport or any kind of exercise? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can stay sane without it. It doesn't have to be sport in general, but even just getting away from the books for whatever period of time and um, I just yeah you can't value it enough even when you come back to it like if you take that whatever 30 40 50 minutes an hour break and um, just to get up get out get some fresh air clear the head I feel like well personally anyway when I come back to studying then or getting back into a task that you're just you're thinking a lot clearer you're far more productive and um, I think when you're doing that kind of continuous slog of studying or cramming and obviously there's a time and place for that too but there's only so you're only so efficient at actually retaining the information. Um, there comes a point where you're kind of sitting there nearly mindlessly, and you're you're studying, but not it's not that effective really. It's uh, you're kind of just putting in the hours nearly for the sake of it. So yeah, I I definitely recommend that and getting out and getting active in some somewhere some form uh, just to clear the head and stay in a good mind space. I won't ask you too much about it the weekend, but obviously you have a big match coming up as well at the weekend in the Leinster Senior Football Championship game on Sunday against Wicklow. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Are you looking forward to the battle against Wicklow again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, we're in the league. It was, look, it was the first game of the league. Um, it was a cagey enough affair. It ended up being a draw. Probably both teams felt they could have won the game. And then kind of from that point, our league campaign kind of took a, a different trajectory where Wicklow after going on and getting promoted and we probably didn't perform to the level of kind of the aspirations that we had and we didn't get get what we wanted out of the league which was promotion um, a couple of games probably went astray and kind of changed the dynamic of our campaign but look uh, we've had kind of the last few games of the league where we knew we weren't going to get promoted to kind of shift our focus and hopefully the things we've been working on uh, come to the fore at the weekend and we can get a result down in Ockham. Well, hopefully all going well. Fingers crossed that things will go very well for the Carlow footballers in the Leinster Championship. Jordan, congratulations on uh, an outstanding achievement on your fabulous award and we wish you uh, and all the rest of the Carlow team the very best of luck in the rest of the Championship and whatever you're doing in your future endeavours with your uh, new career-wise or whatever you do, the very best of luck with your academic-wise uh, as well, whether you want further education or whatever you decide to do. No doubt you're certainly going to excel at it like you have done with DCU over the past number of years. 
Thanks, Martin. Much appreciated, and thanks for having me on. Not at all. More than welcome. Thanks a million for joining me on Full Time. That was Jordan Morrissey there joining us, and as you've heard, Jordan picked up the Chancellor's Medal at the weekend over the graduation ceremony from DCU. Right, I have a quick break to take, and I caught up with Niall Bergen earlier on this afternoon, and we had a chat about all things minor with Kilkenny Miners, and he's going to be chatting with me, and you'll hear that later after this break, so don't go anywhere. Your Monday night sports show, full time on KCLR with Martin Cusy. Yes, welcome back to Full Time. My apologies about that little gremlins here in the system, or maybe I just didn't have the button pushed on time. Who knows? Anyway, as I said earlier, we caught up with Niall Bergen uh, later on, or earlier I should say this afternoon, about the Antrim game at the weekend with Kilkenny Miners, and we were also looking forward to the Kilkenny game versus Galway on this Good Friday. And here's what Niall and myself had to chat about. Niall Bergen, Kilkenny manager, congratulations on your victory at the weekend against Antrim. While the scoreline might suggest that it was a comfortable victory for yourselves, Antrim certainly put it up to you. I believe in fairness, Martin, and we expected that. Um, Antrim were a fine team, and uh, they're they're well drilled, and they set up in a particular way with a sweeper, and it took us a while to get to grips with it. Um, but thankfully, when we did, uh, we settled into the game, and uh, and things opened up from there as well. But look, just happy to get the win. As, a, as you know, it was just it was two points up for grabs, and uh, thankfully we took the two points and, and we move on then. Two victories from two games can't get much better than that. I have to say, I don't know what it was like on Saturday, but I was in Abbottstown on Sunday. The pitch was like a carpet up there. So, I mean, how much of a difference was that to be able to play on such a brilliant surface and not to be going out in slobber and muck like we would have had with the rain forecast that has fell over the last number of weeks? Ah, sure, look, the pitch was incredible, to be honest. Um, um, I was watching the television there on Friday. I think there was a soccer match on Friday night or something like that. I just saw a few minutes of it and it was absolutely bucketing down in uh, in Dublin. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, what are we facing at all uh, tomorrow? And um, in fairness to the groundsmen and the staff up there, the, the pitch was in immaculate condition. And believe it or not, Martin, you mentioned you're up there on Sunday. They had a match on after our game on the main pitch as well. And they still held up and um, it's just fantastic. It was great to get out on, on, on such a pitch. And in fairness to Moore Park the week before, um, the pitch was in really good condition as well. So, look, you mentioned muck and slobber. It's great to move away from that and uh, and get onto really, really good surfaces as well. So, um, no, it, it, it was ideal that way. You went in at half time, eleven points to one two ahead. So you must have been happy enough with the first half performance, but certainly in the second half, you really went to town on them, and I suppose put the bed or put the game to to bed fairly early as well with a second half goals from Greg Kelly and Bill McDermott. So overall, the performance in itself, you must have been happy enough with the lads. Yeah, sure. Look, as I said, our objective was to get the two points. We got the two points. The performance was um, was 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 decent. In fairness, um, plenty of room for improvement. Martin, under no illusions on that on that front, and we do need to improve um, as we move on in this championship. Uh, but look, in terms of a positive start, absolutely. You mentioned two wins from two, and that was our, that, that was our objective, and um, and we look forward to, to next Friday then as well. Yeah, that's going to be a huge test for yourselves. Galway coming to town. We all know Galway are probably the, the kingpins at underage level over the last number of years. I can't even remember off the top of my head how many All-Irelands they have. So it's going to be a tough test. But I suppose the fact that you have them in your own backyard as well in Kilkenny and UPMC, Nolan Park, you'd expect a big crowd Good Friday to turn up as well. But I heard your interview with Ronnie afterwards that you did play him in an under-16 game there last August. So uh, the pressure, there's no coming listening to the result that was there but you look anything can happen on the day 
Well, look, that's it. That's it. Look, Galway are a, a fantastic team. They're they're uh, they're hot favourites for All Ireland uh, this year, and, and and rightly so, to be honest. Which when you go back under past form and trace it back and all the rest. Um, at under-15 level, um, our lads would have played them and lost comprehensively. At under-16 level, our lads would have played them and, and lost comprehensively as well. So, um, look, it's a, it's, it's a good yardstick to see where we're at, Martin. Um, it isn't do or die, so to speak. Um, it, as I've mentioned about Antrim and Leash, there's there two points up for grabs and there's another two points up for grabs on Friday. And no matter what happens on Friday, um, obviously you want to go and win the game, but no matter what happens on Friday, you're still in the championship. We'll be going in a quarter-final stage or a semi-final stage, depending on the results. But, uh, look, no better time to to have a look and see where we're at and whether we win or lose we'll go back and we'll take stock of, of where we're at and uh, we look forward to the knockout stages then. You might elaborate that a small little bit for our listeners because some people mightn't understand the structure of the minor championship so you have the two wins already on the board against Leash and Antrim so you're guaranteed a quarter final spot in the Leinster Championship but if you can beat Galway uh, you'll go straight into the semi-final am I right in saying that? That's exactly it. That's exactly it, yeah. So the top team, there, there, there are four teams in each group at Tier 1 level. Um, and we have uh, Leash, Galway and Antrim in our group. So the top team will go straight to a Leinster semi-final. The second place team will go to a Leinster quarter-final. Third place team will go to a preliminary quarter-final. And believe it or not, the fourth place team will go to a, a pre-preliminary quarter-final. So it takes a bit of uh, trying to a bit of figuring out, but look, that's where we're at. And look, I suppose after the two wins, we know that we're either in a quarter-final or semi-final. So that's to make things a little bit more simpler on us. How has preparations been going throughout the year? Because obviously you have guys that's doing the leave insert. You've had mocks in between at the orals when some schools were starting last weekend as well. So has there been much disruption to yourselves in that front? Well, quite simply, no, Martin, to be honest with you, because we don't have any any any, any hurler in leave insert, doing his leave insert, um, because it's under 17 and... Um, the majority of, of leaving starts at this stage are 18 or 19 years of age so we have the majority of our panel are coming from transition year um, a few from third year and a few from fifth year um, so look in terms of preparation it has been it has been very good um, we've had full access to the players which has made a huge difference um, you know last year we had the, the college's junior final was still only actually it was in around the final stage or maybe it was it was over just a, maybe yeah just over a year ago it was just, just finished up between Kieran's and CBS so we had to balance all that up last year but this year we've had a, a full run of, um, in terms of preparing the lads which has been great and a huge amount of work um, has gone into the lads there as well so look that that, that has been massive and look the parental support um, we've been training all over the county really um, you know the, the split season it poses it poses its own challenge uh, particularly in Kikenny I suppose when we look at floodless uh, pitches and that so we've been training in Martin and um, MW Higher Centre Dunmore we've been training in Moonkine Ballaragas uh, Dane Sport you name it but the, the, the parental support has been fantastic um, I just touched on the fact that the boys are under 17 so parents we need, we're need we relying on the goodwill of parents to drive their sons uh, here there and everywhere really and look that, that, that buy-in has been, has been massive your strength and conditioning seems to be working well as well. You've obviously put a lot of effort into that over the winter months and early on in the season as well because even looking at some of the photographs over the weekend, the boys have certainly bulked up an awful lot. Absolutely, yeah. That, I agree completely with you. James Kelly has put a huge amount of work. Our strength and conditioning coach has put a huge amount of work into the boys. He's done fantastic work over a, a long period of time um, and we had to do it. We had to do it. There was no no two ways about it. Um, we would have felt that a, a huge amount of work was needed in that area and um, and that has, uh, I suppose, uh, really paid off over the last few weeks and we're hoping that will stand to us as we move on in the championship as well. Um, so, yeah, look, we've, we've, we've early, on the champ- early on there in the, in, in the year 
year we were going three times a week there thereabouts um, in the gym and it was certainly needed and look thankfully the lads are in good shape and injury wise um, we're, we're, we're not too bad either missing one or two but look that's lads pick up knocks and niggles and that's just that's just the way it is uh, um, and that's why we have a, I suppose a, a panel you know Without trying to draw you into any kind of controversy here either because I haven't heard much coming out of any of the, the Kilkenny camps but obviously there was a, a motion brought to Congress this year about trying to move the minor etc back to the age groups of under 16 and under 18 and especially at club level as well so I know you're managing the minor team and it's under 17 at the minute and it's great but where do you stand? Do you like the format with it under 17 or would you rather see it go back to a minor being under 18? Um. Personally, look, first of all, the, the pleasure of working with the lads, they're absolutely fantastic. But, um, and to be honest, but, but, but in terms of my honest opinion, I would probably be inclined to go with under 18. I didn't see a huge amount wrong, um, with, 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 with minor at under 18 level. I worked, um, at that age group as well. And I would have felt that that was, uh, that, that, you know, in terms of maturity, um, and that and the fella, and getting fellas ready to go to adult level, adult level hurling, I would have felt that, uh, at under 18 and, and even under 21, I felt that it was, a uh, it was a good setup, personally. Um, but look, there, there you go. You you, you deal with, with 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 what you have in front of you, and it's delighted to be to, to be working with our, our under seventeen players. Um, it's when you when you think about it and break it down, we have some sixteen year olds, I and mean, some that's still fifteen in with us at the moment, and we turn in sixteen at some stage this year. But when you think about it in in in, in all currency. That's only one year out of under fourteen. Yeah, um, um, and it's you know it, it, that we need to be cognizant of that as we're preparing the lads and preparing their bodies as well. Obviously, you're a school principal uh, as well. So, how important is the schools' competitions for the likes of the players to develop them to put them into the players that you now currently have at under seventeen? Because obviously, all them fellas would have started out their hurling careers down at school level. So, how important is the coming months goal to players' development? It's absolutely vital, uh, Martin. Absolutely vital. Um, at a primary schools level, coming a month school, Kilkenny level, we have under thirteen competitions and under eleven competitions, and it's it's the first taste of of competition. And competition, I mean, in a healthy way, not win at all costs or anything like that. But in terms of just developing players and being part of a team, it's absolutely huge, and it's the fir- first proper taste of it. Um, at that level and then of course you move to the secondary schools and sure it's ma- massive work being done in the secondary schools absolutely massive work and it's, it's great to get the players in um, in, in a county level then and, and there's massive work being done in the cl- at club level as well really and truly the, the amount of development that's going on at club level and schools level that's gone to a new level um, and that's the way it, it, it needs to be we need to move with the times here um, and you know the level of coaching um, the strength and conditioning it touched on nutrition it's just, it's just such it's so wide ranging now at this stage that you've got to move forward move the times if not you will be left behind and delighted to say that um, at club level as I said and at schools level that, that level of development is there now and it's absolutely crucial to the future of Kilkenny um, you know you touch on only one team will win the All-Ireland this year one team will win Leinster this year but in terms of developing and setting these players up for under 20 level and, and, and inter-county senior it's, 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 it's enormous that uh, their boys are in, in, in the in correct, or forming correct habits at this age level Kilkenny Athletics on the phone line and we're going to be talking all things junior indoor All-Ireland from the weekend so don't go anywhere Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. Rundown of maybe some of the winners and uh, get, let us know who they are. Yeah, so it's held over three days. Um, the first day was the previous weekend where it was um, mostly relays and a few individual older age field events. 
and then the bulk of the um uh, the bulk of the events were held last yesterday and on Saturday, so they were the two big days. Um, there were three gold medal winners. Um, Molly Daly, KCH, um, had a phenomenal race in the 200 metres. She was a runaway winner in the Leinsters, and uh, she took that right through to the All-Irelands, running a second faster to clinch the title. Um, I suppose the star of the day was Ashling Thielen from Castle Comer. Um, you know, a small club, don't have too many All-Ireland winners or even medalists. And Ashling kind of really put her mark on the club by winning the girls under 14 um, sprint, 60 metre sprint. So that would be a huge achievement for Ashling and a really big thing for the club up there in Castle Comer. And then the third gold medal winner was Chloe Lynch from Gorn in the uh, pole vault under 17. And then the previous weekend, we had Andrew Cooper, who's been throwing amazing um, distances in the shot put, and he won the boys under 18 shot put. KCH, just for people that might know, that's obviously the Kilkenny City Harriers for anyone that is uh, listening in to us. The age profile then, Perry, obviously for the indoor athletics, what age does it start at and what age does it finish? Because I'm assuming the juvenile goes up as far as under 18. Yeah, under 19 actually. So it's a little, the ages in athletics are slightly different. It starts at under 12, which would be an under 11 in um, GAA. So if you're, if you're 11 anytime this year, you're under 12. So the indoor starts under 12 and it goes right up to under 19. Um, and you know, it caters for all the events that are listed. By the time you get to under, you know, under 17, 18 and 19, you're doing all the events. Whereas under 12, 13, 14, you've got limited events. You, like you, you won't have any, you have basic shot, hurdles, high jump, long jump, uh, a sprint and a long race and that's about it. Now the indoors, of course, being indoor, you won't have things like javelin or hammer or discus because obviously there's a safety um, issue with those. And would there be much difference in the training now, we'll say, for an athlete who might be looking for the indoor championships compared to the normal outdoor championships? Would there be much difference between them? I suppose the indoors is kind of a funny thing and, you know, people might say, oh God, you only got three medals for all the clubs in the county and we got, you know, five silvers and four bronzes or whatever. You know, we didn't have as many medals as you would normally expect, Kilkenny, but it's a funny season because you've got the distance runners in the juveniles who've just literally finished the schools uh, and the Associated International and many of those don't do the indoors. So when you're saying, is it a different type of training? Look, I suppose you can't peak two and three times a year. So what a lot of people do with the indoors is they have a program that starts maybe, particularly for field events, it starts after Christmas and it goes right up to July to the All-Irelands. It's not that they train specifically for the indoors, it's just they do the indoors as and when it comes along. And especially in the older age groups, many of them are just using the indoors just to establish their base um, in advance of the track and field season. So the indoor itself now, has that come to an end and the track and field is starting within the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months or what's the next big fixture for our Kilkenny athletes coming up? Yeah, so the indoors literally is finished. That was the last of all the indoors. The seniors had finished a few weeks prior to that, you know. So, yeah, literally there's no more indoors now until, until you know, I suppose December of this year. The next fixture would actually be the, the streets of Kilkenny on Thursday night. 
Um, there's a 5K and then that's for seniors. And then the St. Sennans AC Open Track and Field on Easter Monday will be the next thing for the juveniles where they cater for all ages from under eight right up to um, under 19 junior and, uh, you know, with a few junior and senior events. So, yeah, the St. Sennans Open Track and Field will be the next, I suppose, track and field that's available. And then following on from that, we'll have our counties that will start on the 7th of May and the 14th of May. And would we have anyone we'll say in the Kilkenny athletes that will be on the the periphery of going up to the elite level for athletics uh, within Kilkenny or even at uh, international level? Yeah, we have. I mean, in the boys under 19, um, at the moment, you're talking about juveniles, I assume. So yeah. the boys under 19, you have um, Billy Coogan of KCH, who's on the Performance Pathway Programme, and David Williams, same sentence, is on the Performance Pathway Programme. So there are two athletes that we have currently in the upper juveniles that are, you know, doing good things. Now, David is doing his leaving cert, Billy's in fifth year. So obviously, with the older juveniles, things play out depending on whether they're in exam year or not. And would you have many clubs, Perry, within the Kilkenny environs, like for the athletics clubs? There's nine athletic clubs. Um, Kilkenny, I suppose, is a little bit different in the sense that it's not highly populated, like, say, Kildare or, you know, even Wexford. But what... So there's nine clubs that cater for pretty much the whole county. Obviously, the city has the bulk of the population and there's only one club that services the city. Um, so if you're really talking about, say, the south of the county, you've got St. Joseph's, which covers Glenmore and Tullaher, and you've got um, St. Sennans that covers Mooncoin, Mulnavat and Kilmacow. And the population wouldn't be high in those areas. And obviously, Castlecombe is the north and Thomas down the middle. I was looking at your Facebook page there earlier on, and am I right in saying that there was some Masters competitions that was taking place over the last little while as well? Yeah, so we had a master, the World Masters was in Turin in um, Poland. Um, the, on the opening day, you had Owen Everard from Kilkenny City Harriers who won the World Masters over 35, 3,000 metre title. Um, and that's following on from his European title last year. So it's, it's quite an achievement for Owen. Um, he still runs senior level athletics. And then we had Maggie O'Connor from St. Joseph's who was fifth in the 10K over 50 race walking and her team, there's a team event in that and the team actually got third. Oh, well, that's brilliant going. So everything seems to be going in the right direction for the athletics in Kilkenny. Lots of upcoming talent and plenty to look forward to in the years ahead. And hopefully, fingers crossed, all going well in a few years that we might have someone from Kilkenny District in the Olympics. Oh, I think you will. I mean, there's a... There's some great juveniles out there at the moment and I suppose like every club, you know, it's, it's to get them to senior and get them to believe in themselves and to start training like a senior athlete. I mean, there's always the option of going to America, but not everybody wants to go to America. Scholarships are much easier to get these days um, than maybe perhaps before. But so, you know, there's, there's the option of the Irish system or the, the American system. And look, I mean, Dara McElhenney, is one of our best middle distance runners at the moment and he opted to stay in the Irish system as did Israel Alalunde. So, you know, there you can do it here or you can do it in America and hopefully like with all the support from family, friends, club and colleges that um, whether you're in America or here that we'll get those athletes transitioning from juvenile to senior. Well, hopefully. Perry, thanks a million for joining me on Full Time this evening and taking time out of a very busy schedule that I know you have there. Uh, really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be able to chat to you again in the future about more winning medals coming this direction. 
Perfect. Yes, my pleasure. Lovely. Thanks a million. That was Perry Williams there, the PRO from Kilkenny City, uh, from Kilkenny Athletics Club, I should say. Right, we're going to turn our attention to hurling and the under-20s have the first game in the under-20 championship sponsored by O'Neill's coming up this weekend and their manager is Mark Dowling and Mark is joining me hopefully on the phone line right now. Good evening, Mark. Martin, how are you doing? I am good now, sir. Yourself? All good, yeah. All fine, thanks. Good, good. You're preparing your team to go into battle against the mighty Wexford down in Chadwick's Wexford Park on this coming weekend. It's on Saturday. Not an easy one to get the campaign underway, but uh, how have preparations been going for yourselves uh, coming up to the lead in time for this game? Yeah, it looks uh, it's a difficult opener, all right. Um, but look, preparations have gone fine, but sure, I suppose you can never tell until the day. You know, you, you, you try to tick every box and, and make sure everything is right, but ultimately... You don't know till the game is on, really, as to how things are. But, but yeah, look, we'd be we'd be very happy with uh, preparations in that we've been. It feels like we've been preparing for a long time now. You know, we're waiting a long time for the for the championship to come around. But uh, look, thankfully, it's finally here. Tell me from last year's team, because obviously we know that this grade won the All Ireland last year. How many of the team are still there from last year, or have you lost many from that team? No, they, 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 there's a good portion of the lads of, the, of last year's panel and extended panel, uh, I should say, from still there with us. You know, there was there was you know I was surprised myself how many uh, were of a young age really on last year's panel and extended panel, and uh, yeah, so we've we've retained a good portion of them, um, and obviously some some new faces have come into the fold as well, uh, which is good because it freshens things up as well and and keeps competition and hunger and that so. Um, but yeah, look, we, we're 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 I suppose we have a bit of experience. Um, you know, you'd hope that that can count for something. You'd hope that last year's success doesn't rob us of of any hunger or or determination like that. But I look, I'd be aware that a number of other teams have you know big portions of of their teams from last year available to them again this year as well. So um, yeah, it's probably not something we read a whole lot into. You know, um, it's 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 nice to have it, but I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, it might be an advantage in 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 some tight games and that, but ultimately most teams I think are uneven and even, an even uh, keyed in 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 that regard. Talking about advantages, it's obviously great having home advantage in a lot of these games, especially when it comes to this age group. And when you saw the fixtures list, and be honest with me now, when you saw that you had to go away to Wexford in the first one and then away to Galway in the second game, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> Uh, well, I, to be honest, I think the Wexford one is is probably uh, you know really being honest about it is as far as we looked. Look, the, the Galway game is a, a neutral venue. It's in it's in Tullamore, um, so difficult to ask anyway to play Galway anywhere. Uh, and obviously they're they're well used to playing in that location. So um, yeah, their looks are difficult. Like I mean, I suppose what it says all all games uh, at this grade are are very. Uh, tight and very keenly fought and you just have to look back through the years at as results and and you know it's usually just a, a score or two that's that's um that's the difference and even last year you know Kilkenny's victories they were all very tight and had to be fought out to the end so look venues I suppose they can play a, a, a part and be a factor but ultimately I suppose if you're good enough you should be able to to, to get the job done wherever you play 
there's only four group or four teams in the the tier one group, which is yourselves, Wexford, uh, Galway, and Dublin. Is there pressure on then, obviously, to get a good first win and put yourself on the right footing uh, going forward? That there is only a, a short period and a short amount of games in the the competition. Yeah, look, I suppose there's pressure on always to win. Simple as that. Um, and you know, it's it's in the the round robin has been introduced this year into Leinster, which is a really good thing, and it gives it gives all teams um, a number of games. Um, and you could you could take the kind of softer approach and 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 say, look, you know, we'll find our feet throughout the round robin. But you know, I don't make any bones about it. We'll we'll be going down to Exeter to win win the match, um, and we'll be playing it as a knockout match. Um, Pressure to, to finish in the top two, of course. Uh, top two will go automatically to a semi-final and that's that's the route we want to go. Well, when you take the top two in the semi-final, does that mean then that some of the tier two counties is going to be coming in as well? Yeah, there'll be, so as you said, there's four teams in, in tier one, which we're in. Uh, top two of those will go directly into a semi-final. The third and fourth will go into a quarter-final where they'll meet the top two out of tier two. Ah, very good. Yeah, I was wondering because I was looking at the Leinster uh, site earlier on today and it wasn't overly clear on that. So if anyone was going to tell me, the man in the know is the man that's over the teams. Uh, so um, I suppose the the competition itself, is it kind of condensed into a small number of weeks to get it played? Would you rather that it was spread out over a couple of more weeks or a couple of more months? Nah, personally, I, I, I like the idea of playing week to week. I, I would imagine the players probably feel the same. Now, look, obviously, that can take its toll on, on with injuries and on, um, you know, on players uh, when they're going week to week. And I suppose you, the the value of your panel uh, is probably highlighted a bit more in that regard. Um, look, to be honest, Martin, we've we've it just feels like we're waiting a long time to get going. I, I'd say all teams feel the same and. Uh, I think there's a kind of, what would you say, exciting element to going week to week. You don't have much time to, to think about a win or a loss. You just have to get back up and go again for the next Saturday or the next the next game whenever it's on, whenever it comes. So look, I think look, it is it is condensed. There's no question about that. Maybe a little bit of space, a little bit more space, but but ultimately, look, it is what it is. And um, you know, week to week. Um, it's fine with us. We, we don't mind. We've we've a we've a good group, a good panel, and and there'll be no fear of us if if we do lose players here and there along the way. We'll 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 have plenty of uh, equally strong players going to take places. You know. Am I right in saying because there's so many rules and regulations coming down now with all the different age groups that anyone that's in with the seniors at the minute are not eligible to play with the under twenties? Is that correct? Uh, no, they're, they are eligible to play. Um, they are eligible to play. They've changed the rule this year, um, whereby it's a kind of seven-day block, so to speak. So it's a kind of Friday morning to Thursday evening, um, and they can't play within that block, that seven-day block. But but no, even if they play a championship, and that's the difference from last year. Even if they play a championship uh, game with the seniors, they're still eligible. Once for the under twenties, once it's not within that block, um, so it's no, it's they, they are completely available to us. Uh, once they don't, once two matches don't come within that block of seven days. See, that's what I mean. The rules change so often. Last yeah, year it was it complicating. Yeah, uh, is that more of a help to yourselves? Then obviously it is because you have a wider panel to pick from. That you're not condensed, and anyone that was in with the seniors before weren't eligible to play. So obviously that's more beneficial to yourselves than going forward in the championship. 
Yeah, it is, look, look, it is definitely, it is. It means we have everyone uh, available to us. You know, obviously a few of the lads are involved um, in the league campaign, the senior league campaign, and that, that won't finish until until Sunday. Um, and we'll, we'll just review it week to week with the senior management uh, as to the availability of those players that are that are on board. Um, but no, look, it's a, of course it is an advantage. They're, 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 they're available to us. Um, and look, it, I, I you know, it can cause maybe, it potentially can cause uh, some maybe difficulties in the sense of your, you, you know, maybe they don't get to train as much as they'd like, but that's just the nature of it. It's, look, ultimately, under 20 players, they're all striving to get to, to play senior. So the more of them that get there, the better and, you know, the, the healthier for, for the whole thing. Um, and when the other guys, the other guys that, that have yet to make that step see, see the transition, um of a number of their, their teammates getting there, you know, it's, 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 it's encouraging for them too, you know. It certainly is. Well, Mark, thanks a million for joining me on full time here this evening. Really enjoyed our chat uh, and for taking time out of a busy schedule. And we wish you and no the problem. team the very best of luck uh, away to Wexford at the weekend. And I'll be giving details of that game just before we finish up later on this evening. Thanks, Martin. Mark, thanks a million. That was Mark Dowling, the Kilkenny under-20s manager. And as I said, we will give you details of all those games coming up. But right now, I have to take another commercial break. And when we come back, I'll be giving you a full a sports roundup and giving you all the details of a busy weekend of sports coming up. Don't go anywhere. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Welcome back into full time with myself here on this Monday evening. Right, quickly, we're moving away from sports just for a second because we are looking, as this is KCLR, for four families to come take part in our Easter egg hunt during the John Keane's lunchtime show this coming Thursday, April the 6th. If you think you and your little bunnies can crack our clues and find the golden egg, you could be taking home some excellent prizes. But that's not all. The family that finds the golden egg in the quickest time will will win themselves a very exciting 500 euro in cash. So if you think you and the little ones are up for the challenge and would like to be in touch or to be in with a chance, I should say, to be part of the Thursday, enter online through all of the social media channels and you must be available to take part in Kilkenny City on Thursday the 6th between 12 and 4 with John Keane. So exciting times ahead there. Right, our sports roundup. We're going to move to soccer. Uh, our own good friend here on KC Shane O'Keefe will be very happy because he has managed Castle Warren to beat Evergreen Sea last Sunday to seal promotion to the Kilkennyan District League Division 1 next season while a league title is still a possibility depending on other results coming up. The KCLR sponsored McCallum Cup quarter final draw was made at the weekend and Bridge United will play either Freebooters or Fort Rangers in the first game. Callan United have been paired against Thomastown United while Evergreen 46 will play High View Celt or Five View Athletic even. Dean Celtic will play Clover United. New Oak Boys continued their unbeaten league run this season with a 3 0 win over Hanover Harps yesterday in the national premier with Kilcree Celtic had a 6 1 win over Bally Murphy in the Keating Memorial Cup quarter final. In Camogie News, Kilkenny and Cork played out a draw in round three of the Electric Ireland Minor A Championship. A result should see Kilkenny into the All Ireland semi final, while Carlo unfortunately lost out to Leash in this weekend's Minor B Championship. 
Championship but they still too can reach the All-Ireland semi-final with victory over Kildare and Carlo Under-16s had a very good win in the Under-16 Leinster Championship at the weekend as well in rugby news Carlo Tullo and Kilkenny are all through to the semi-final of the Provincial Towns Cup at the weekend with Carlo taking on Tullo and Kilkenny taking on Kildara in handball news on Saturday Katie Brennan and Ashley Cooney were defeated in the ladies minor doubles by Emer Barron and Una Duggan also from Kilkenny there the, over the weekend Brian Mahan and William Love were defeated in a tie break by Paul Moran and Kevin Diggins from Kildare in the intermediate doubles final but Kieran Cooney and Brendan Hosey defeated Shane Burney and Tommy Moore both of Wexford in the junior B doubles final and they progressed to the All-Ireland series Right, we have a minute and 47 to go. Right, we'll get this done quickly. It is a busy weekend, obviously, for sport. The Electric Minor Hurling Championship will begin on Friday with round three in uh, UPMC Nolan Park against Galway. And we will have extended coverage and reports from that game here on KCLR. While on Saturday, on the full frequency, O'Neill's.com Leinster GAA Under-20 Championship between Wexford and Kilkenny will take place at 2pm in Chadwick's Wexford Park. On Saturday, they will also be... the Joe McDonough first round cup between Carlo and Kildare that's on at 3 o'clock from Netwatch Cullen Park and that is thanks to Ray Whelan Limited while Sunday the Senior Football Championship begins in Leinster with Wicklow and Carlo taking on uh, each other at 2.30 in Ockram and that's on the Carlo frequency while on Sunday we'll have build up from the big match uh, from 1.30 and that is the Allianz Hurling Division 1 final between Kilkenny and Limerick and that is on at 2pm from Park E. Cueve. Right, Shannon Redmond is getting ready with our SETU college students in next door to me and they are going to be having chat about all things Easter uh, coming up with some fun facts and even some tea jokes and Shannon will be staying with you then for fully loaded uh, stepping in for own carry uh, for the rest of the week here with you as well so a busy night ahead for Shannon that's it from us enjoy your sport over the weekend I'll be back on Bank Holiday Monday again until then we'll see you then bye full time on KCLR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Lahards Volkswagen.ie